Hi, Brent Pope here. Uh, this is the third of my series of Stronger with Sport. Uh, just talking rugby or talking to sports people, more about, I suppose, their lives. I wanted to talk to people that probably don't get as much of the spotlight as other uh, players do, certainly from rugby sense, just about uh, their lives and rugby and the lives out of rugby. So I'm delighted today to be uh, bringing into studio uh, Devon Toner. Um, I don't think if you know about rugby, doesn't need any introduction. Uh, we can talk about the height thing later, but um, most capped uh, Leinster player of all time now. What is it, 270? 273 maybe? You forget at this day. 70 caps for Ireland, um, uh, part of the Grand Slam winning side in, in 2018, four European Cup yeah. medals. Yeah. Um, I noticed just doing a bit of Wikipedia research as you do that I think you've scored five tries. You're all reliable career. Wikipedia. Do you remember the tries? <laughs> I think I've scored... What was your greatest try? Oh, I scored one for Ireland against Scotland, which I liked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Uh, an offload by Jamie and I got one in the post. I kind of had a bit of a dive <laughs> over somebody. That's the only proper one I can remember though, really. And I scored my first one for Leinster was against Connacht, which is which was a good enough try as well. Killian Willis came and he, he got the first defender in and I got, and, and I got through. Like, but. And there's not many of them, I tell you that. I, won, I scored one against Scarlets in the, Ooh, in, 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 in the final of the league. In the final but of they the, were never the ones that said you were galloping. No, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not. Did you ever find yourself in any game in a situation where you're sort of in an open oh, territory and that maybe, you sort of thought? Maybe twice in my whole career. <laughs> maybe w I remember once against Ulster in the RDS I did, what I did one, but <laughs> other than that, I'm like, what do I do now? <laughs> yeah, I know going back to the, we'll talk about that a bit, uh, about the amateur days of rugby, I know that kind of, it was always the unseen work, you know. Mm. I used to laugh when, when, when tight forwards used to get awarded player of the day or something because of all the unseen yeah, work they're doing. I said, yeah, how the hell yeah. can you be awarded uh, know, something yeah. when they don't even see what you do? But yeah. But the game had changed. Take me back to the days, because I know you, you started off your rugby career, so is it at uh, North Kildare, and then uh, we'll talk a bit more about Lansdowne, because you're one of the only players that I'll speak to that's kind of saddled those two, I suppose, the amateur days. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. they probably weren't fully amateur, no. you know, but, but yeah. an amateur ethos. Yep. Uh, you know, training a couple of nights a week, you know, staying away, the highlight, a few beers after the game and stuff like that. Did you enjoy those days of rugby? Loved it. Yeah, loved yeah. it. Absolutely, yeah. Um, like, obviously, that first kind of year out of school, I went to, I played under 20s in Lansdowne. Yeah. So that I had a year under 20s, um, which was great crack. It was like every game, every, like, games on Sundays. And then we used to go to Club, 90, club, club, 90, club, club, club 92 <laughs> after it. Um, and then back and then into college on Monday morning if you didn't if you didn't have weights or something like so because you, you usually weren't in academy stuff on the Monday because you had a game on the Sunday yeah. so you usually had to obviously sleep in or not go to college on Monday. What were you studying? Uh, I started off doing arts in UCD um, <laughs> and then dropped out of that yeah. and then went, and then uh, reapplied and did sports management and then I did like a two years of that and then dropped out <laughs> and then reapplied and then finished it over like oh, so I'd finished my sports degree sports management degree over like seven seven years or something like that. Yeah. So. So it was a kind of, a, it was a situation where you'd, you'd rest up on a Saturday night, looking forward to the game on the Sunday, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. say Club 92, we've yeah. all been there, oh, yeah. uh, sleeping on a Monday, training a couple of nights a week, a yeah. uh, bit of petrol money if you were lucky, if yeah, you, yeah. you know, then so you went from the under 20s to the Lansdowne senior side. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like like in between all playing with like Lancer twenties and Lancer twenty ones yeah. and Ireland twenty ones and all that sort of stuff as well. So um, yeah, it was a good transition. Obviously, a one year twenties and then and then AL and then I think at the the 
at the tail end of my 20s year, we, I, my, I had my first senior game for Lansdowne and it, it was the relegation playoff with UCC on the, oh, ba okay. on, on, on the back pitch. And, uh, and Lansdowne brought back like Felipe and Shane Horgan and Gordon Darcy. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. I, I think, I, I think uh, you know, I was probably commentating on that game oh, and yeah. that was always the case. Yeah. And I know even when I coached Contaf and, and, and even Mary's, you know, suddenly that you would, you would, the team would change overnight. Like at Mary's when we won the AL or something like that, at any, at any one time you could have 14 internationals in the side. And then the following year I had none. I remember playing a relegation match and, and hoping to get all those players back for a game against, I think we were playing Norwegians or something, and who was the coach? The Australian, it wasn't Michael Checker, it was the, the, the brothers, Allo. It was from Gary Allo. And he, I remember ringing him at night and he, he refused to give the players back because Lentz had just been beaten by Cardiff or Swansea by about 30, 40 points. So he didn't let guys like Victor Costell and that come back. And, uh, and, and it cost us. So out of Lansdowne, then you were, you were selected to play for Leinster then, to get your first cap for Leinster out of Lansdowne or from the Leinster under kind of 20s? It was the same sort of thing, Jimmy. So we were playing like Leinster 21s and then obviously that's, that's a kind of separate entity. Yeah. But then so I was playing... It wasn't a an academy, it was just games. Yeah, that was just games. Well, I was part of the academy. Oh, there was an academy while playing, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah, So I was part of the Leinster academy and then I got selected for my first Leinster cap. And, and the same time as I was, as I was playing AL with Lanza. And who was coach at Lynch at that time? Oh, Czechs was. Yeah, Michael Czechs yeah. was. Yeah. 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 So coaching-wise, you've obviously had Michael Czechs, you've had a bit of Mike Burra. Yeah, uh, yeah. My, my, my first actual training session with, Le with Lencer, I actually call, got called in and then Declan Kidney <laughs> was yeah. coach. So I had one, one coaching session uh, <laughs> with, with Declan Kidney. Impression. And then he was gone and then, uh, and then obviously Czechs came in. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so I had obviously Checks and Mike Brewer and John O'Gibbs and, and Joe. And, yeah, you've and, and, and I was talking to, to, to Rob Carney there uh, last week, and um, how did you find, as a forward, how did you find Michael Checker? Yeah. Pretty aggressive character. Yeah, like I think it's, it's well documented what yeah, the character that's not, that's that he is. Yeah, but that's not a criticism, by no, the way. No, absolutely that's not. No. A bit like Mike Brewer. That was the way absolutely. that Fords were coached in, absolutely. In, in, in that day. Was and that's... Uh, like, it stuck in. You and, know. and it worked, do you know? And uh, I'm sure Rob told you that Chex was always tough on the younger guys as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, like, uh, if you weren't pulling your weight or you weren't doing what, what, what needed to be done, like, he'd, he, he'd tell you about it. Do you know what I mean? And so would Bruiser, Bruiser. Do you know what I mean? Like, he'd... Uh, they'd... Um, they're obviously from the school of hard knocks, like. Yeah, know. well, Mike was like that. Of course, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very pally with Mike, and we spent years playing at university together in Otago and and were flatmates and that. But, you know, when he come over here, I don't think I'd been over here a number of years, and I don't think he understood that you've got to sort of mm. play that down for the Irish a bit mm. more. You know, right. I, I know that his his school of thought came from the All Blacks school of thought, and I get that. But, you know, some players needed a bit more weaning into it than just mm. run through 30 tackle bags and hit everybody at training like you were going to on, on, on a Saturday. But uh, different types of, of, of coaching technique. One, one thing that, that Mike, uh, that sticks out to me that I remember about Mike as well, that he, we were doing a, um, a scrummaging session or something, yeah. and we, it was videoed, and then he brought me into the video session afterwards, and it was actually Keen Healy was the prop yeah. that was behind, and he was, uh, he was like, so... He recognised early on that obviously me, me and Keen might be there for a few years. So he said, this is going to be your prop for the next 10, yeah. 15 years. You need to work with him. Do you know what I mean? So you need to kind of know how he ticks and, and, and see what he needs. And he's kind of, yeah. he kind of obviously stuck with me then. No, he was, you know, all the players will tell you, Mike, you know, Mike, a very intelligent coach. You know, he knew, he knew play and he was ahead of his time in the sense of analysing, you know, that sort of extra, extra roles you had to do. So that was your kind of start in Leinster. You know, 
how did you find did how did you find coming in sort of out of the cold from the club game or something into into Leinster? I mean, did you have a lot of mates in there that you played with, or yeah, did you? Yeah, yeah, no. Like the the good crop of lads were 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 together for a while. Like, I mean, so I came in with Rob. Like, I played twenty ones with Rob Kearney with with, with Sexton. So, who were the oldest statesmen in Leinster at that stage? Obviously, oh, Brian. at that stage, oh well, yeah, Brian, uh, Ma, Mal, Malcolm yeah. Kelly was there. Trevor, um, Trevor, no, it was never there when Trevor was there. <laughs> no, it was never there. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. Um, who else? Like Owen Finnegan was there at the time yeah, as Owen well. Finnegan, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who else? Jeez, I don't even know. What obviously, uh, I was there for maybe a year with, with a year or two with Dennis Hickey. Yeah. Um, obviously, Shaggy, Draco, Darius, all, all the. So there's no one. There's no one around now that you. St- oh well, of course you. Your status is you're not officially I'm retired. You're no. still available for selection. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. and that's at all levels. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They gave you a call tomorrow and said you've got to you've got to step into the Six Nations. You'd gladly do it. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay, that's you know. <laughs> no, but that's it's good to know. But you, 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 you've obviously kept in pretty good shape and you're injury free. No, yeah, I've been pretty lucky over the years. I've been yeah. very lucky with injury. Like I've, I've, n- I've never really had it serious. Like so, it's kind of stood to me over the time. And do you still enjoy the rugby life? I mean, do you still enjoy the training and that? Because it's every day. Yeah, know, I know. Yeah, yeah. Rolling on a. Tuesday and Thursday, and yeah. have a packet of crisps in the car know, before yeah. training. So you, you're still enjoying that. Well, I'm, fe- I'm feeling a bit more physically yeah. these days. It's, it's not yeah. a, it's not as easy as it was ten years ago, but yeah. It's Are a, you a dad? I am. Yeah, I've got two two kids. I've oh, got two kids. four and a half and one and a half. Uh, Max is four and a half, and Grace is one and a half. Yeah, yeah. So so it's a lifestyle that suits you at the, no, at absolutely. the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 tell me, uh, after rugby, when <laughs> when it yeah, happens, yeah. I'm not preempting anything. Yeah, if yeah, it's in yeah. a couple of years or something oh, like yeah, that, yeah. you might be like Johnny. You might push on to to, to be like Brady and yeah. in the forwards <laughs> and play into your forties. What you can do, what you players can I do know. now. You absolutely can. Look at uh, Brad Thorne. Look at Nathan, Brad Thorne. Nathan Hines. Well, Brad Thorne came over here when he came over here. Must have been his late thirties, and he made a huge he made a huge uh, difference. Tell me, what are your thoughts of rugby afterlife or whatever? What what? Sports management? Or no, no, I don't think so. Well, um, obviously, um, uh, rugby players are obviously great at getting lads studying and getting back to doing stuff. So, well, at the minute, I'm doing the QFAs. Yeah. So I, c- I could be going into maybe finance or, or something like that. So. Oh, yeah. What's your background, though? Wh- you're well, from Mead? I'm from Mead, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm from Mead. Country lad? or? Yeah, country lad. Uh, out from a parish called Monalvi. Mon- uh, Mon- yeah. yeah. So it's in the, it's in the middle of okay, Kilcock, Maynooth. Summerhill, Dunchockland, uh, kind of in, like in the me, middle of all is it, a, is it a farming background? You come There's a lot of like farms around. I'm, yeah. no, I'm not from a farming background myself, no. but, I, but I, I grew up surrounded yeah. by farms. Yeah. yeah. It's an unusual place not to be in a farming background, but to, to, yeah. to grow up. Yeah, no, uh, well, so my dad was from Carlingford in County Loud, and my and mum was from Killine in, in Mead, and yeah, so um, they obviously married, and then I think it was my mum's dad who found a plot of land for, for, for them oh, to build okay. for the, for the build on, so he was like, I've got a plot of land for you, so yeah. so uh, he obviously moved out to Manalvi then, and then, because it's, it's, it's great, it's only like 40 minutes from Dublin, so... He was able to drop me into school in the mornings because I went to school in Castlenock and Dublin. Oh, you were like Castlenock. Castlenock. Okay, yeah. and you played. You played for them. And uh, siblings? Yeah, we're two older. I've got one a older brother, Darren, and older sister, Emma. I had a friend, a good friend of mine, Gordy McPherson. He, he capped a couple of times for the All Blacks, but um, he was tall. And I remember he, he used to tell me. He said, "I get so bloody annoyed when people keep coming up with these jokes about, you know, what's it like up there, or what's the weather like up there, and 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 all those kinds of things." 
when did you when did you when did the spurt come for you height wise because you, I'm sure you're quite happy to know that you're not the tallest rugby player in the, in the world international player that was I think Stuart Metcalf or something from from Scotland who was seven foot yeah. nudges you out by a couple of inches yeah, I don't yeah. know but is it something you were self-conscious about when you were younger mm-hmm. you yeah know, absolutely yeah, no, I was. Yeah, I, I never had a, I, ne- I never had a, sp- uh, a, a, a like spurt. A, a spurt. You're, you're always I was tall. always tall. So like in when I was twelve, going into first year, I was like six foot one or six foot two or yeah. something like that. Like I was towering so over everyone. So the school photos. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like I, I my, my brother is only a year and a half older than me. I, I overtook him say when I was yeah six maybe. So six. So that was always kind of always kind of big. But um, is he tall? He's well now he's like six five. Yeah, oh, okay. or six five, six six maybe. Yeah. Um, but he he had a spurt for when he, when he was like. And your 16. mum and dad tall? Dad was six four and a half. Mum was five ten, so yeah. not too bad. But my my mum has about five brothers or okay. four brothers are yeah. all like. So just genetically. They're yeah. all very tall. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's kind of on my mum's side of the family that the that the height comes from. Like my dad was a bit of a freak in his family. So then, okay, going into school, you you are a bit self conscious, you know, because when you're walking down the corridor, oh, you, yeah. you, you've been looked at. Did you ever feel you were, you were bullied or? No, no, I was never bullied. But I was never bullied. Um, uh, like, I think people knew, obviously not, 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 not to, not to, not yeah. to not mess with me, but yeah, uh, yeah, you could look I, after I, yourself in that sense. Yeah, I didn't. I, I exactly, and like, I, I got on with everyone as well. Yeah. I was like, I was, yeah. I was, I was kind of, I was friends with all the geeks and the nerds as well, and I was yeah. friends with yeah, all the rugby people. Right. Do you know what I mean? That's so I was, I was friend of friends with everybody. Yeah. So no one ever kind of bullied me or. or like, no one ever tried, I suppose. <laughs> no. no, but it's nice you um, say that, uh, Dev, because I, I, I was like that, and I'm not saying that I'm not saying that it's a type of person like that, but I always felt I always felt a little bit sorry for the sort of geeks and nerds. I was probably, you know, if you're American terms, I was probably like you. I was probably a jock, you know, I was into sports mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I always kind of, you know, always was very friendly to people that were into the sciences, or so a lot of my friends probably a bit like you, did different things in life. They weren't just rugby players, they weren't just gym jocks or whatever, they could have been in bands, they yeah, could have been, you know, yeah. all stuff like that. And I think that's 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 a nice way to be because you can tell from your personality that you're kind of a, you know, one of your greatest strengths is, you know, that I know from talking to other people is that you're, you're, you're a team man through and through, you know, I mean, and you've always been that way, I should imagine, through your Castle Knock days and, and, uh, Obviously, how how was your your uh, SCT oh, run? It was so great. <laughs> I think uh, I, I won one cup game in in, in my time in Castlenock, and it was, when I was in fifth year, I was getting coached by uh, Mick Quinn and Charlie Quinn. Yeah. Oh. And we we, we uh, <laughs> yeah, and then uh, we 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 won our first game against high school, and then we lost to Terran Ure in, in the second round, and then when it was in sixth year, we lost in the first round to Ross Gray. So. They have won it a couple of times, haven't they? They have, yeah, yeah, back in the back yeah. in the fifties and sixties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I remember um, <laughs> that'd be an experience being coached by by Mick and Charlie. Oh, I know, yeah, that was brilliant, yeah. I know Mick's a, Mick's still a very important part of my life. Do you know what I mean? So like yeah. he 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 he's yeah. he's the one that kind of first re- uh, made me realise I can play after school. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So he sat me down and he was like, oh, so what uh, what club are you thinking of going to after school? And I was yeah, like, well, Lansdowne. Well, I was like, play rugby after school. What? Yeah. I, I didn't even think about it. So yeah, so you didn't have you, you weren't you weren't like a lot of these other players, and you 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 know your life trajectory wasn't automatically that you play rugby for Ireland and, and you make a living as a professional rugby player. Pro- probably was far from that. When you first went to Lansdowne training, you mm. probably didn't think. Yeah. When did you start to believe? Did you believe before you were selected for Ireland? Uh, who selected you for Ireland? 
Who, who, who would have been the coach? Well, my, f my first cap was under Decky in 2010. Okay, so even though he wasn't Lynch, so he'd moved, he selected... No, he was at Ireland, yeah, yeah. So in 2010, I got my first Ireland cap. Oh, you got your first Ireland cap. Yeah, so I got, th so I got three caps in 2010. Yeah. And then I didn't get capped again until 2013. But you would have played for maybe the Wolfhounds or whatever. Oh, yeah, maybe a good game came for the Wolfhounds. So that's yeah. when you no, were the first... Always in the round, that's yeah. when you first would have believed that maybe the international route is for me. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Well, like I think once you get into the academy setups in any of the provinces, yeah, I think you, 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 have a, you have a pretty much you're pretty much laser focused then to to, to of what you want to do because you, you go through an interview process of go getting into the academy yeah. saying is this what you want is this this is what we we think you're 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 fit for it is this what you want and you know, I was like absolutely yes so like once you get into the, any academy system you're kind of focused on on that and in all your in all your touring days where's the worst place you've toured the worst place yeah. I've toured oh god. Have you been to New Zealand? Uh, no, I've actually never been to New Zealand. Oh, yeah. I know I've never. But some people Zealand. talk about not. It's yeah. not a. It's, some people talk about because New Zealand, the cities are great. But some people from Ireland would always say to me, you know, ending up in some sort of hick town. Yeah. You know, and being bothered everywhere you go yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in New Zealand. It, it no, do you know what? There's no worse places. Like probably, I, I love the states. But when we played the states, uh, what year? What 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 year was that? I can't really remember. It was one of the Lions years. Anyway, we were playing. Um, America in Austin in Texas yeah. which is where we were it, it wasn't near it wasn't in the city or it wasn't yeah. anywhere so we were in the industrial part of the city yeah. but like we played a, a Churchill Cup in Denver in Colorado which yeah. is class do you know what I mean so it all depends where you were like so it was just probably without Austin for the week it wasn't, wasn't the best but it was it was um, there's no worse place to go to yeah. I suppose it's hard to what about worst rooming team worst rooming who's the messiest <laughs> who's the messiest I don't know who to throw under the water. Like, <laughs> you must know. There's some, there's some players just open up their kit bag and, know, yeah. and throw it all over the room. Are you a, are you a good roomie? I would be, yeah. I'm not a snorer, I suppose. I, I, yeah. go, I go to bed at a reasonable hour. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too bad, I wouldn't say. And how did you get on? Did you get any special privileges, whatever, you know, when you're touring as far as leg room and... and oh, like not in the slightest, <laughs> no. Did you not? No. I'm sorry, once, once, when we went to Japan, uh, <laughs> They, they put a little thing at the end of the bed for me. But I was like, it was just, well, it, it, it just made it more uncomfortable. I thought you'd have been one of those roomies that always got the double bed or no. something like well, that. Well, if there is a double and a single, I get it first and I'm like, oh, that's mine. Is, is, there, is there a pecking order? You know, when I go back to my days of, of, of playing rugby, you know, the more caps you had or whatever, the, the further back in the bus you went to, you, everybody's wish was to get to the back seat yeah. of the bus. And then you also, you, 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 you also had to do tasks. I remember talking to to to, uh, to John Leslie, who ended up captaining Scotland, uh, a New Zealand player years ago. And I said, I said, don't get ahead of yourself here, because I said I remember you having to go out at all hours of night and get Kit Kats and that for me for the garage, because you had to be in the sort of pecking order. And when you were first came in, you had to do everything else. So the roomie got the with the more caps got the the double bed. He also sent you out to do your laundry and uh, all yeah. stuff. It, it, it doesn't work. It doesn't that way. really work like it anymore. No. no. In the Ireland setup, it used to. Well, a couple of years ago, it was the the youngest in the squad had to get sweets for uh, for Rada's room before the, the, the night yeah. before, the night before a game. But other than that, it's it's. I think that's kind of fallen by the wayside now as well. Yeah. To be honest. So, yeah. No, there's not really pecking orders. It anymore. was quite nice well, because, well, uh, because you get young guys coming in who are who yeah. are straight into the, into the team and at, more at 22, 23 and they're, and they're big dogs, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, so uh, it's uh, well, exactly. It's, uh, that's kind of how it's working now. Like. And so the, you, 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 uh, your first cap for, for, for Ireland was against Scotland, didn't it? Samoa. 
against Samoa. Yeah, yeah. So we got uh, it was the Autumn Internationals and it was Samoa and. Uh, remember how you were told, by the way? You in those that would was it a letter or a phone? No, call no, he just told training, me. No, he just in training. Yeah, he told me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it was it was Samoa and then New Zealand and Argentina in yeah. in there and yeah it was a great experience obviously and then in 2010 and then and then didn't get capped again till maybe 2013 at the yeah. at the end of Decky's last six Nations. Yeah. Was it tough um, playing the games? No, but, uh, but oh not or again not getting picked in that little. Yeah, um, yeah I suppose it was, but oh, I kind of knew. I was on a path, and I knew there was a there was a good few people yeah. in front of me. I knew, like obviously, Paulie was there, Donegal Callaghan was yeah. there. Yeah, it was like a, an era where exactly there was there was there was a lot of strength and depth in the second rows, and I kind of knew that I was if I bid my time that I'd kind of get there. Like now, uh, you then moving on to, to to Joe's reign. Uh, is he the best coach you've had? Do you think he's the coach that has shown the most faith in me? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I think so. Yeah, I think he's 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 done the most for my career. He's kind of He's picked me the most for Leinster and picked me the most for Ireland, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and uh, say, yeah. but I mean, speaking about disappointments, obviously, you know, I remember at the time, and I'm just saying it here at the time, advocating that you should go to the World Cup. <sighs> that must have been tough because, you know, it was, it, I mean tough, Dave, because it was a situation where I believed that Ireland could go out. I believed actually the final would be, New Zealand versus Ireland because Ireland were going in at rank number one. They thought realistically, like they've been other other years, realistically they had a real opportunity with the draw uh, to make it to a final, maybe win a World Cup. And it must have been a tough pill to swallow that you weren't going to be part of that. Yeah, no, absolutely. It was, it was one of the obviously toughest parts of my career um, so far. Um, not much more I can really say from it. Like it was just I, I wasn't expecting it at all. Mm. Um, I probably m I mustn't have shown much in any of the warm-up games or or in that. So you weren't expecting to be in, or we weren't expecting not to be. I was. I wasn't expecting not to be. In. I thought. I thought. Yeah. It, I thought it was one hundred percent going to go. Like yeah. so. When yeah, I saw well, when, when, I, when I saw Joe's name come up on the phone, I oh. literally just looked across at my missus and was like, "Oh my god!" And, was like, <laughs> and how was that explained? Just we're taking. Just he just said, "Yeah, we're." Um, oh, I can't really remember. I can't yeah. really remember what no, he said. No. It's something about. A tight headlock position, yeah. or oh, yeah. more One experience, or old oh, like, acorns, you know. So, yeah, just disappointed how it kind of. But then like. being told to 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 keep training away. Oh, you're still you in the you're still in the back of squad. You're yeah. still you're still yeah. standby. And that's tough. I've saying, been yeah. in that situation myself before, getting a phone call from coaches at international level, and like, you know, we can't take you on this tour, but you know, keep you know, and. It takes me back to an unusual situation, and 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 even as a coach, I I never trusted, I never trusted those subs that would come up to you after game and say, "Well played, Popey," or something, because I'd say, "Hey, you're after my position." You know what you want to happen, what you want to happen in those situations. People find this unusual in sport, but it always showed me something about players was that what you want to happen when you're not playing is you want the team to win and play well, but you want the guy in your position to have a stinker. And I mean, people don't realise that. So, oh no, wouldn't wouldn't he be wanting wouldn't he be wanting somebody to have a have a great tournament? No, it, because that that shows a side that you're not competitive enough. I mean, so I know you're not going to admit it now. So there's always there's always when you're watching those games, in a sense, you're wanting it to go right, but in a sense, you're wanting it not to go right as well. So that so that, that you get the call up and that you wouldn't be like that, no? No, I don't think no. Like, oh, fair play to you. Well, you're, you're watching the games and. You, 
your your best friends are all the lads yeah, on the pitch. Yeah, yeah, you, well, yeah. you want your your But again, you're sitting there at home going like That's what I mean. That's yeah, what I'm talking right. about. So I mean if they yeah. if 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 some bats if Ireland had gone on to win the World Cup and made a final, you would have been twice as gutted. That's all I'm saying. I know yeah. Sean O'Brien talks know. about it, saying, look, yeah. you know, he couldn't even watch the matches. Yeah. You know, you were able to watch them. Yeah, well, you know, out of one eye. Yeah, <laughs> out of one eye. But, you know, so you know what, so you know what I'm talking about. So, so I suppose, you know, um, aspirations in Leinster for, 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 for this season, I suppose, you know, simple enough. Simple enough. You want another. Two trophies. Yeah. That's the thing. We want that fifth, that fifth star in the jersey as yeah. well. Like so, it's. Um, and if you get that, you'll be the only player eligible for that. Uh, no, uh, Saxo and Keane. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the two boys have happened uh, yeah. uh, before as well. Yeah. That's right. Well, you might have to hang around for the, yeah. to, to maybe get. The, so, obviously, you know, links in any given year. You're motoring along nicely on a couple of competitions, um, Champions Cup. Where would you be your concern? Away somewhere in France if that panned out? But yeah, well, we have to get get by Connacht first. We've got yeah. the Connacht home and away. Um, yeah. Which will be obviously Banana tough. We've, skin. Got, we've got Connacht three, <laughs> three times in four weeks coming up now because we've got yeah. them in the league as well and then, and yeah. then the, the round 16 as well. So um, obviously that'll be tough. Um, so we're not really kind of looking past any 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 anything any uh, them games. Um, you're always kind of going to be wary of any of the, the the power teams like any of the French the French teams like so. But um, again, as I said, we're just kind of take it take take it game by yeah, game and, the old cliche, and, and look at it kind of yeah, one, 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 one week. But that's honestly all about you move like. Do you yeah. know what I mean? it's it's. Because it, it's so important and so professional, and like every game is so important to us these days, do you know what I mean? So it's you have to take it one game at a time. Now, a couple of uh, uh, questions that I've asked the others, you know, in in rugby, when you retire, when that is, what would you like your kind of legacy to be? What, how would you like to be remembered as, as a player and, a, and, a, and as a bloke? It's a tough question. Five <laughs> words. Five words. Oh, I don't know. I'd like to think that I was uh, uh, reliable yep. whenever I played. Um, <laughs> that I was trustworthy. That yeah. that that my teammates obviously believed in me. Yeah. Um, obviously, like everyone likes to be liked as well. Yeah. You know. Um, um, and I suppose I just like to be known as a good player. I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And you're uh, you know you're a happy. Yeah. Go lucky, go lucky sort of guy. Are you a religious man? Um, no, no, not particularly. No, it's a funny question. Not I've asked no. the others. Uh, you know, a couple of things now. You know, apart from apart from anybody living, obviously, kids and wives and, and pets and everything like that, if you had to rescue something from your house that had special memories for you, what would it be? If you had to rush into a house now and I said, you've got to grab something that means something in your life. <laughs> Am I getting trouble with the wife now? <laughs> well, obviously, you had to grab them the kids. Obviously, the wedding album and all the oh, kids' the photos album. and all the yeah. and all yeah. that sort of stuff. But then the medals as well. I yeah, yeah. <laughs> the medals and the jerseys. No, the <laughs> and what jersey would you be? It'd be your first Irish jersey. Oh, I've got a lo I've got a good few jerseys at home now, because um, we just moved house. So like we were just kind of I was looking at all the jerseys and like, yeah. all the jerseys were swapped swapped over the years with with, with all the d different players and stuff and first jerseys and stuff. Got the I've got a. The jersey from Chicago against the All Blacks signed yeah. by signed by the whole team as well. Fantastic. So okay, that's a pretty good one as well. 
Yeah, so that's a nice way of looking at it. So, you know, you've got long enough arms that you could stretch out both ways and grab a wedding photo or a photo of your parents or your family and then also also the jersey and stuff like that. So the, uh, an unusual question again, you know, I, I, I talked to George and, and Rob about it. Uh, what do you think happens when we die? <laughs> what happens when we die? Um... It's an unusual question, but... Uh, George talked about meeting his mother. I think Rob talked about uh, meeting his, his uh, grandparents and everybody that had been part of his life and stuff like that. You know, it's, a, it's an open-ended question. I think question. that's obviously what you'd like to happen, but yeah. uh, I suppose when you die, I, you hope to leave behind a good memory of yourself yeah. for everyone else that is still living. I, well, that's um, lovely. That, 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 that's a lovely sentiment. Yeah. So family, family is yeah. really important in your life. And yeah. Look, it's been fascinating insight. Yeah, I tell you what, you come across as, as what we all know, and I'm not just you know saying it. You come across as a really easygoing, likable guy. I can see why people say your greatest compliment, in a sense, you know, not apart from your from your personal play and your ability on the rugby field, is to be just who you are, and you're a sort of a, a guy that everybody speaks of as a great teammate and a, a, an inspirational force behind, you know. Even I was talking to another player about you and they said, look, you're somebody that's always taking disappointment on the chin and you've never shown it, even though you must have been disappointed. You've never shown it at training or whatever. You've always been behind the team or something like that. So I, that, that takes a special quality of a, of a man. So look, thanks for doing this. I hope people have got a bit more insight into you. I'm sure people will be out there will be applauding that you haven't officially retired mm -hmm. because you also talk to other people and say, oh, yeah, yeah, he's, 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 <laughs> reti he's retired. So... You know, Mr. Farrell, if you're out there, he yeah. is available. <laughs> and we're looking at Leinster getting another, uh, another star on your chest and hopefully you'll, you'll play a part in that. So Lovely. thanks very much. Thanks it's very a pleasure. much, Bobby. Yeah, cheers.